Good evening, high school football fans. This is High School Football America for July 2nd, 2015. I'm Jeff Fisher, host of the show and founder and editor-in-chief of High School Football America and HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Happy birthday, America! The 4th of July holiday weekend is here. We love America. It's part of our name, High School Football America. And we're very excited here as we get into the month of July. Some practices in some of the states get started later on this month, and everything gets ramped up in August. And we are ramped up. We designed, redesigned, I should say, the website. It's uh, got a great new, fresh look. We're very excited by it. A lot of great feedback from everybody that's been checking it out. Uh, everything uh, that's always been there is there. It just looks slick, sleeker, very, very user-friendly. Um, at the top, though, we've got some things that will give you the uh, the hot topics going on. Everything that's new, the latest things that we've written. You've got the ability there to get the two-minute drill. Uh, the coach's job board is there for you. Everything with a slick new look. Check it out at HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. I want to welcome in all of our partners for tonight's show. As we got a big show tonight, Steve Spiewak from Max Preps coming up in just a little bit. Let's get uh, started with talking about crossover. You can take your existing film exchange account to the next level with crossovers, interactive tendency reports, and comprehensive ODK. It is compatible with Huddle. Just upload your film, and crossover takes care of the rest. Thousands of high school and college teams already using crossover as their own personal video coordinator, saving you lots of time, which means you save it saves you money, and it makes you a better coach. Put crossover with a K in your coaching toolbox. You will save time in the film room so you can get back to your real job, which is coaching. Get a free demo by going to crossover dot com forward slash football that's crossover with a k dot com forward slash football also brought to you tonight by the originator except no imitators echo sixteen twelve they brought instant replay cost effectively to high school football sidelines thanks to uh, chad cargill and the good folks there at uh, Echo sixteen twelve. It all started at Christian Heritage Academy in Oklahoma, and they were able to get instant replay on an iPad on their sidelines eight seconds after the play ended. It made them better coaches. The great thing is you can get all of that information to your iPad without a cellular connection, Wi-Fi, or data plans. These people have done it right. There's a lot of people out there trying to catch up to the technology that Echo came up with a couple of years ago. They're selling a bunch of these. So you know what that means? Your opponent probably has it. So I, I tweeted it out earlier this week. What are you going to do when you see your opponent on the other sideline using Instant replay? Well, you're going to kick yourself first off, and then hopefully you'll go to echo1612.com. The only two states that you cannot use it on a sideline during the game uh, is in uh, Texas and Massachusetts. Otherwise, all 48 states, it is legal. But if you're in Texas, it's a great way to help you on the practice field. It is legal, it is legal there, and you can do it uh, during practice, and you'll be able to show the kids what they did wrong. Do you know how important that is? I think you do. You need to listen closely here go to echo 1612 make your coaching life a little bit easier and if you've uh, uh, been with us over the last uh, month and a half you've heard uh, Ken Hoffman from crossover and Chad Cargill and Tony Merrill from 
Echo 1612 on the show. You can go to highschoolfootballamerica.com in our archives for the radio show and listen to them and learn more about both of these products that are great. And speaking of great products, this company's been with us for three years. Southern Sport, the debris inhibitor razor, keeping those pesky rubber pellets from field turf out of your shoes, out of locker rooms, out of the car, and every place else they go. Looks like uh, mouse pellets all over the place. And uh, the TDI razor comes in 23 great colors. American made important on the 4th of July holiday weekend. Joey Tykert, our good friend, and uh, Hoppy Langley, former uh, Ole Miss SEC guy, and uh, Sean Harden, all all doing a great job of keeping this product cutting edge. It also uh, saves you money on tape because spatting is a big thing nowadays. I'm not a big fan of it. A lot of coaches aren't, but, hey, the kids love to spat for show, and uh, the TDI Razor gives you that great look without having to tape each and every time. It saves you money. Tape is expensive, $4 a roll. You can also save on your order on those 23 colors by uh, putting – uh, the code from High School Football America in that gets you the discount, which is HSFA, stands for High School Football America. That's all you have to do. It's TDIRazor.com. Razor is spelled with a U R A Z U R. All right. Hey, don't forget, keep up with us when we're not on the air through uh, all of our social media. You can do it through uh, Twitter. HSFB America is our handle. Facebook, facebook.com forward slash high school football America. Uh, we're going to get Pinterest up and rolling again. It's there. It's all on the website to follow us. And of course, our YouTube channel. We will have lots of Southern California previews, great previews. Not just, you know, put a camera out there and hope and pray it looks good. We put together quality video, just like I did when I was on television. You're going to get TV on the internet at highschoolfootballamerica.com. Two-minute drill comes your way every day on iTunes or on the website. It's all free, and uh, just simply go to the website, and you'll see it right there on our newly designed homepage, the front page there, and you can have all the archives. And again, Get it on the go by uh, subscribing to it on iTunes for free. Well, as we move through the month of July here, we're putting the finishing touches on our top 25 that will be released August the 1st. We put our algorithm through another test, and uh, we tweaked it up for this year. We've used it two years in a row. Allen, Texas, the three-time defending high school football America champions, and we're going to talk about the Eagles in just a little bit with Steve Spiewak. Five years at Max Preps, great friend of the show here, did a great job putting together their early contenders poll. And you're going to hear Steve talk about, uh, in depth, the top ten, leading off with uh, De La Salle and a couple of other things that we'll talk about with Steve. Very good friend, so he's going to be coming up in just a little bit. But again, our top 25 coming out August the 1st. Speaking of top 25, USA Today, high school sports, interacting with all the fans, getting the juices flowing as they're letting you vote on uh, who you think the number one team should be when they release their Super 25 in early August. All you have to do is go to highschoolfootballamerica.com. We wrote a story about it. Allen leading Colquitt High School from uh, Georgia. And you can uh, vote there online and see who you want to be uh, the number one team. Most people voting for their own teams, of course. And speaking of Colquitt County, they're in the running to be in our top 25. Not in max preps, but we like a lot about what uh, Rush Probst has done uh, there at Colquitt County, winning the 6A championship in Georgia last year. Of course, uh, Rush having all kinds of success at Hoover way back into the MTV two-a-days uh, run for them. And uh, we actually uh, replayed our interview from last September with Rush. Uh, that was on yesterday's 
Wednesday Rewind. Uh, Re Rewind Wednesday is something we started. All kinds of new things going to be rolled out over this month, so make sure you keep coming back to High School Football America every day, just like for the coach's job board. If you want to get your listing up there, just email me at jeff at highschoolfootballamerica.com. Otherwise, you can just check us out. The way you can search is through state, specific keywords, uh, positions, whatever it is, 200-plus jobs through the course of, uh, let's see, we're now six months into this. We started it in January. We've had over 2,000 job listings up on the site, everybody loving it, bringing up our, uh, our page counts, everybody checking it out each and every day to see uh, where their next job is coming from, although at this point in the season, you may be wanting to focus on uh, the job at hand if you already have a coaching job, if you're looking to get into one there's still a lot up there over 200 active at the current time at the end of the fourth of july holiday weekend uh, all eyes will be up at uh, beaverton oregon nike world headquarters the opening and elite 11 quarterback competitions getting kicked off on sunday 166 of the best high school football players in the country you can see all of their names uh, in a story that we wrote uh, earlier this week at highschoolfootballamerica.com the elite 11 quarterback competition been going on uh, since 1999 that will run concurrently uh, a lot of uh, recruiting news will come out of that uh, that session up there fifth year that they've done the opening up at Nike World Headquarters. So lots and lots of football to take part in uh, over the next uh, couple of weeks as camps get ready to open up. The National Select 7-on-7 seven seven having qualifiers. We've got uh, the list so far. You can check out those stories at highschoolfootballamerica.com. We're adding a lot more in the way of our uh, stadium project. We'll have a lot more news, as I said, from Southern California. Lots of good things to get you ready for that opening kickoff, the 2000 high school football season just around the corner. All right, going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to go deep, deep, deep into uh, the max preps, early contenders, preseason, top 25, put together by Steve Spiewak and the good folks at Max Preps. When we come back, Steve Spiewak goes inside the numbers, inside the rankings, and lets you know why they placed the teams where they placed them and, more importantly, why they placed them there. That and more, you're listening to High School Football America, and this is the Artist First Radio Network. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes, the future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously. 
you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Turf rubber pellets be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. Listen up, football coaches. You need to check out a new scouting film solution called Crossover. That's Crossover with a K. Crossover Intelligence for Football gives you the edge you need to defeat your opponents. They not only break down and analyze scouting games for you, but they give you interactive tendency reports to diagnose your opponent's strengths and weaknesses. Crossover is your personal advanced scout, accessible from any mobile device or PC, and even integrates with your existing film platform like Huddle. Just transfer your scouting film from your existing video exchange service to the Crossover website, and in as little as 12 hours, your film will be completely indexed and tagged. Each play will become its own clip, allowing you to search the footage for anything you'd like. Their interactive down and distance reports will let you visualize your opponent's play calls in every situation or formation. Crossover Intelligence will give you the scouting edge you need to defeat your opponents. Go to crossover.com forward slash football to sign up for a quick five-minute demo to see how it can work for your team. That's crossover with a K, crossover.com forward slash football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. Tony the Tiger reminding all you dads out there, whenever you sit down with the kids and share that passion and love that you have for the game of football, make sure you do it over a bowl of Frosted Flakes. Well, it's that time of year when I say the name Steve Spiewak. That means uh, the early contenders, the top 25 for Max Preps is out, and Steve always joins us a little bit later this year. Usually it's in June, but uh, this year they released uh, kind of an a couple of chunks and then, uh, you know, five, four, three, two, one, that sort of thing. But Steve's on the line here to talk about uh, who he sees as 
is having a good shot at having a great 2015. Welcome to the show, Steve. Jeff, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, always, always enjoy having you on here, and and I always like to have you on because I know now you've calmed down. Before we started rolling the tape here, we we talked about uh, you know the pressure and all the work that goes in to getting your early contenders pull up, and I know it results in millions and millions of page views. Uh, but uh, for those that have not heard you uh, over the last uh, four years on the show here, and how how you go through making the sausage, so to speak, let's uh, let's always start there and. And, and and I think this year was a little bit different. You guys have a lot of great video, and you, you've kind of tweaked it up a little bit. So let's start there, and then we'll hop into the, the 1 through 25 stuff. Yeah, you know, traditionally we've done uh, – we've been real heavy on sort of the, uh, the research and the uh, sort of uh, editorial component of our pieces in terms of justifying why the teams are ranked where they're ranked. So we start at the end of the football season – taking stock of who's having successful seasons and which teams seem to be returning a lot of notable underclassmen. So, you know, teams that are successful the year before that have kids coming back, those are usually the teams that we're looking at. And then we send out surveys to coaches. We reach out to just a slew of local media members and writers. And then we sort of identify the top teams from different areas and different markets and then build our way up from there into a national ranking, and, and in the past, you know, we've, we've spilled a lot of ink or a lot of uh, key strokes <laughs> uh, explaining why those teams are ranked where they are, and, and we didn't stray too far from that this year, but um, we realized that in, in 2015, you know, people are interested in, in graphics and, and video content, um, you know, and, and really trying to play to a mobile audience. So our, our rankings this year just feature some really, really awesome photo shoots uh, that we that we do with all the teams in our rankings. Um, some really well done video pieces as well, and we're just really excited about the uh, the whole package. And sponsored by Dick Sporting Goods and Under Armour, and it's just been uh, been a great time. Yeah, it looks slick. I mean, the the artwork and all that, it's it's fantastic. Steve Spiewak on the line on High School Football America tonight, uh, lead uh, football writer at uh, at Max Preps. He's been doing the uh, the excellent 25 for a long time. And uh, uh, let's use a little boxing term here, uh, a tale of the tape, uh, according to my math, if I added properly, and it is early here in Southern California, so maybe I didn't. But I think we got uh, 14 different states, uh, Florida leading the way with five, California and Florida four each, uh, 17 public, eight privates. Uh, that's a pretty good cross-section of the country there. Um, And and, and I know you get some help on this to put it together, but uh, how important is it when you put this together to make sure that all of the states are looked at kind of fairly as you go and put the top 25 together? Yeah, we do our best to assess teams from all over, but we understand that there are a certain number of states that will almost never just, you know, for reasons of population and number of teams playing are just so statistically unlikely to produce a team that is among the 25 best in the country that there are some states where we don't spend as much time researching as mm-hmm. others. But, you know, for the states that produce a high, a high number of, of quality football teams, um, you know, that, that's where we really dig in and are, are talking to people on the ground or asking coaches, you know, what's the vibe, who's got a lot back, what are the expectations for teams in your area. Um, 
But uh, to your point, you know, there are there are teams in our rankings this year from states that you know don't always have a team rank. So Bingham in Utah, um, that's a that's a state that I don't know if we've had in our preseason rankings in the past. Um, Chandler from Arizona, we've had an Arizona team. Uh, it's not always common though. Uh, Spartanburg in South Carolina is another one. So yeah, we do our best to uh, you know to make sure we we give. Uh, give a look at, at all the teams that deserve it and uh you know we can always make adjustments week one once the games get started that's right and 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 by the way uh, uh either we're both geniuses or both uh, dumb but uh, you know as we put our algorithm to the test we're going to bring out our rankings on the first uh I'm, I'm seeing a lot of teams here so i think i think we're both geniuses i'm going to go with that <laughs> <laughs> and we won't even get into the uh, bullseye you put on your chest. You get those millions of reads. Obviously, the mailbox fills up with, what are you thinking, Spiewak? We're talking to Steve Spiewak on the line tonight from Max Preps. And let's dive into it right uh, right now. And uh, we're going to go uh, top to bottom. And uh, there is no doubt in in my mind that uh, De La Salle, let's see, I, I think depth, depth, and more depth comes to mind when I think about them. Uh, obviously, they've been a power for a long time. We're going to get a real test at the start when they travel to Texas for Euless Trinity, but uh, they're number one in your uh, early contenders poll, and I think for a good reason. Tell us a little bit about that depth, depth, and more depth. Yeah, you know, they just seem to have their key playmakers back on both sides of the ball. They have their quarterback, uh, Anthony Sweeney, back. He's not your big, stereotypical you know, pocket passer, but he's the exact type of quarterback that thrives in De La Salle's beer-heavy offense. They have their top two running backs back from last year. And on their defensive line, they have two Division One players. And, and if you've ever watched De La Salle, you know that their line – line play thrives whenever you know regardless of who's wearing the jerseys there so their offensive line their defensive line is always strong uh, but then when you put major you know top 100 type of recruits on that defensive line they're just gonna absolutely wreak havoc on opposing offenses and, and you know they're probably the most consistent high school football program in the country over the last decade or maybe even two decades so this is not a huge uh <laughs> Not a huge uh, going out on a limb situation. You know, there are a couple other teams I think you could make the argument for being number one, but we're pretty comfortable with Dale South. Yeah, no, I, I like it. How excited are you to see how they stack up? Because Trinity's got a lot of great talent, uh, especially in the backfield coming back. That's got to be one of those games you got checked off that you got to make sure you check out. I, I'm most interested because when Dale South has struggled in the past, it's always come early in the season, usually. Uh, you know, they lost to St. Thomas Aquinas a little later in the season uh, a few years ago, but it takes a little while for the Dale Sal machine to get up and running. Uh, but, what, you know, by December, they're basically unbeatable. They're just so precise and automatic. But in August and September, you know, they're still working out the kinks a little bit. And if you're working out the kinks against a team like Euless Trinity on the road, that is not a good way to start your season. So I think it's going to be a very close game. I think Trinity's going to hang with them. Uh, I expect De La Salle to eventually pull away, but I would not be shocked if they did lose. Yeah, kind of think of the way those programs are together there and, and their their offensive style. When you go, going back to that boxing thing I said earlier, kind of two uh, old-school heavyweights just standing toe-to-toe is the way it'll, it's going to look, I think. Steve Spiewak is on the line from Max Preps, does an awesome job throughout the year, but uh, right now talking about his early contenders, top 25, De La Salle number one, and right behind, uh, like you said, there's several teams you could probably argue about, but, you know, and Miami 
Central, I think, is one of them. We had Roland Smith, their head coach, on the line a couple of weeks ago, and he talked about the talent they have there. Uh, the Rockets are, I, I think, ready to uh, to explode up to the top now that – and we'll talk about BTW, Booker T. Washington, in a second. But I, I think the Rockets are a pretty good uh, pick at number two. Tell me why you like them. I'm just really impressed with Central's defense. Uh, it seems like they have big-time playmakers at every position. Um, these are these are aggressive, hard-nosed kids that um, you know really fear no one and, and have a certain amount of swagger. Mitch Stevens, uh, one of our senior writers, did a great feature on their defense, and and Roland Smith basically said, "You need swagger to play defense." You know, for Miami Central, there's so many kids that are hungry to. To earn these spots, that you know, if you're if you're playing for Miami Central, you you've got to have a level of confidence, a level of physicality and aggression, and, and you really see that when you watch the film. It's, they just explode to the ball, um, just really really impressive. And and they have guys back on offense. Uh, they never have any problem scoring points. They've replaced countless Division One running backs. You know, they had Devontae Freeman. They've had Joseph Yearby. They've had Dalvin Cook. They just find guys that will rush for 2,000 yards. So I think they're going to put up points on offense, and I think their defense is just really going to suffocate teams. Listeners, if uh, you don't get it by now, uh, Steve's got a, a well of information there. He can just spit this stuff out. We didn't rehearse this. It's just all in that brain there for him. Sometimes <laughs> it probably feels like you're on overload, but that, that's another thing. I just had a brag. Steve's not only a great writer, but a, a friend of ours here at High School Football America. You can follow him on Twitter, at Spiewak. That's his uh, handle. And, and, and before we hop down to three, I, I mentioned Booker T. Washington, a, a team that uh, won a championship for you guys a couple of years ago, that mythical national championship, the long win streak. Uh, they're not in the poll here. I'm sure there's some people going, what the heck? Uh, they got some big games on it. So tell us a little bit why uh, why those tornadoes are not in there, at least at the start of 2015. Yeah, it seems like uh, they suffered a little bit from uh, coaching turnover when Tim Harris Jr. left. It took them a little bit of time to name a new head coach. Uh, during that time, they lost some, some transfers uh, to other schools. Uh, which is not uncommon in South Florida. Kids are mm-hmm. kids are always changing uh, changing teams, but it seemed like that may have been a net loss for for Booker T this time around. So I think it's sort of wait and see for them. You know, obviously they've been very very consistent and they should be very good in 2015. But I just wasn't quite comfortable ranking them. You know, among the very top of, of Florida teams this year because there are just so many good teams down there. Yeah, and we're going to find out quickly when they play St. Thomas Aquinas. Steve Spiewak on the line uh, tonight uh, talking about coaching changes. Uh, Sanchez part de. I think, in, in, in the number three team, in, in Bishop Gorman out of Nevada. Once again, the, the roll through Nevada is going to be just that, a roll. But, again, they've got that tough schedule, and they've got a ton of talent starting at the quarterback. So tell, tell us about Bishop Gorman and, and why they got a shot maybe by the end of the year of, of getting to that number one spot. Yeah, Bishop Gorman is, in terms of just talent on the roster, probably as impressive as, as any team in the country. Um, I really like Tate Martell. I think he is the perfect fit for the Bishop Gorman team and, and the Bishop Gorman offense. Uh, he's a kid that's been in the spotlight, but he was the young man who committed to the University of Washington as a seventh grader, you know, way back when, when Steve Sarkeesian was still the coach. Uh, you know, he's since decommitted, but he, he's been in the spotlight. And as a sophomore, he led Bishop Gorman to a couple come-from-behind victories, uh, taking over for quarterback there. Um, and so I, I just think that he is just a great 
leader for that team. He can handle the spotlight. He can handle the pressure. He doesn't seem phased by it. And when you're going up against a schedule like Bishop Gorman assembles year in and year out, you need to have someone that's not afraid to stare a defense right in the eyes and, and make big plays when a team needs it. So, you know, they have a, a bunch of other talented kids. Uh, Tyjon Lindsay, the receiver. Uh, Biagio Ali Walsh, their running back, ran sort of uh, – Muhammad Ali, and, and they got some guys back on defense. But I, I think Tate Martell is really the, the big reason why Bishop Borman is is going to be, you know, another back in contention for the number one spot. So so how different do you think they are under, under Kenny Sanchez? I, I don't think a whole lot. I mean, he's been there for a long time. Do you think there's any, any difference in, in this program as a result of the, of the change at the top? I guess we'll find out pretty quickly. Um, you know, as far as transitions go, I think this is about as, as smooth as you can make it. You know, not only is it an assistant coach on staff, but, you know, it's the brother of of the former head coach, and, and the former head coach is just right across town at UNLV, who, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure he'll lend uh, support and expertise and guidance whenever they, they call upon him. So I think that the transition went about as well as it possibly could have for Bishop Gorman. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, if, if – the uh, brother Sanchez can keep up the uh, winning ways. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Steve Speedwack, Speedwack on the line here uh, from Max Preps, talking about the early contenders top twenty-five. Go to maxpreps.com. It's all broken out there nicely for you. Lots of video, lots of great. F- photographs and graphics it's all all there and you mentioned earlier in the interview Steve that uh, a couple of new teams in there uh, in uh, position number four a team that uh, a school I should say that has not been around a long time but they find their way uh, up into the top five and that's Archer out of Georgia let's uh, educate the people on Archer High School sure so Archer uh, is only about six or seven years old and, and they were a team that we considered uh, in our preseason rankings last year because they had a really strong incoming junior class, and we just decided that they were not uh, not quite ready. Um, you know, like the talent that they had, like you know the pieces on the roster, but they just didn't seem to to have everything put together. And then they struggled out of the gate last year. I think they dropped their first three games, um, and so then you know after that you're thinking, oh my gosh, goodness, uh, good thing we didn't. <laughs> rank this team, um, you know, because they were really struggling, but they pulled it together in a major way. They rattled off 11 consecutive victories. They earned a berth in the Class 6A state title game, and they fell just short against Colquitt County. So now that they're a year older, they're a year more experienced, and they, they got it done on the football field uh, by the end of last season, they were as good as anybody in Georgia. And now I think with those kids, that their talented class as incoming seniors, I think that they're just poised for, for a state title run. Now, Georgia is, is really, really tough to predict because there are so many good teams, and it seems like every time we rank a team in the preseason, <laughs> they go down early, and, you know, some other team rises and ascends. You know, we've seen it with Payson. We've seen it with Norcross. So the target is on Archer's back, but there's a lot of talented teams in Georgia that'll be uh, looking to knock them off. Uh, well said. I was I was going to actually ask that question, so you deflected it really quickly because that happens <laughs> a, a lot. Uh, let's go to number five, and I, I really uh, like DeSoto out of Texas this year. I think uh, Todd Peterman's going to do some good things, maybe bring in some things that weren't there under uh, Claude Mathis, who's on to SMU, but uh, talk about a reload situation. I, I think that's where the Eagles are at this point, so why do you like him uh, in your top five? I think DeSoto is the best program in the country over the last five years. 
to not have won a state title, and I think a large part of that is just the fact that Kyler Murray was lining up for Allen. Um, mm-hmm. I think yeah, that, well said. You know, I, without uh, with Kyler Murray gone at Allen, um, you know, Allen is still going to be very, very good. But I think DeSoto is is really poised to make a state title run. Um, they have their quarterback Tristan Wallace back in Ohio State commit. They have a, a plethora of weapons at wide receiver. Uh, they got some big offensive linemen, and they just have a ton of speed. They have one of the fastest track teams in the country running the four-by-one, four excuse me, and many of those kids play football. I just see this as a situation where DeSoto's been knocking on the door year after year after year, and now they have the talent back, and, and I think that they're you know, going to really be the, the favorite this year for a, for a state title. And I know Allen's beaten them, and we've heard from Allen fans. But, you know, if we're trying to be predictive and look to the future, you know, we recognize what's happened in the past. But trying to, uh, you know, peer through our crystal ball for 2015, I, I sort of see DeSoto uh, coming out on top. Uh, let me get this straight. Allen fans were, were, were being vocal to you. I, I, I've never heard that. I love the Eagle fans, by the way, as you well know. And we, we both do. It's just so funny. They're, uh, they're passionate. That's the great thing about Texas football. Steve Spiewak is on the line uh, from Max Preps tonight. We're talking about the early contenders, top 25. And we want to get through the top 10 with uh, kind of a team-by-team, team, and then we'll, we'll kind of loosen it up a little bit. Um, I, I love Matt Logan. Since moving out here to Southern California and getting to know Matt and his program at Corona Centennial, um, you know, I don't don't want to disparage any other coach or put one above the other, but but Matt Logan is the real deal as a human being and as a coach. Kind of hard to top him too. Uh, and there's a lot of talent back there for uh, Corona Centennial. Talk about them at number six. Yeah, I think that Matt Logan has been the architect of a program that's been the most consistent in Southern California over the last ten years. I am super impressed with Centennial. On a year-in and year-out basis, I think their offense is superb. Um, you know, they've been to the CIF bowl games countless times, and I think that this year they have pieces on offense that are really going to allow them to take a crack at a national title run. You know, it's sort of a, a similar situation to uh, you know the De La Salle defensive line, offensive line. No matter who you have on there, it's going to be good. But when you put special talent on that it has the potential to be great that's how i feel about centennial's offense no matter who's playing quarterback mm-hmm. no matter who's playing running back they always score points but then you throw a receiver like javon mckinley in the mix and i just think <laughs> he is going to be extremely difficult to stop i think they're gonna you know set points records it's just probably a matter of you know how will their defense perform and i think they're gonna win a lot of shootouts i think they're gonna you know like i said post a ton of points but when it comes down to it, they're probably going to have to win some really big games against the St. John Bosco, against the Modern Day, against the De La Salle, and, and for that, their defense will need to come to play. Yeah, the one thing I learned uh, when you uh, when you move to Southern California, you want to go to a Corona Centennial game. Don't be thinking that you're getting in the car at nine thirty and leaving. You're you're probably still there watching the last play at eleven o'clock from some of those shootouts that they have. Yeah. Uh, Steve Spiewak on the line from Max Preps. Go to maxpreps.com to check out the uh, early contenders top twenty-five. It's all broken out nice and neatly for you there. Uh, number seven, uh, IMG Academy. We said there are eight privates in there. Then there's the private private. <laughs> which is IMG Academy with, jeez, uh, uh, I, I don't even know what the term is other than loaded with talent. So take it from there. <laughs> yeah, it, IMG is a bit of an enigma because they are super talented. Uh, they got a number of 
five-star transfers, um, you know, so they don't have BCS recruits. They have, like, top 10, top 20 national recruits. So they have yeah. elite upper echelon talent. And, you know, I think the question for them is how well will this talent gel and come together? If you're just eyeballing rosters, you know, you probably go with IMG as the nation's top team. But then you look at their season last year. They were still very, very talented a year ago. But they lost to St. John's in Maryland or from Maryland uh, pretty convincingly. Uh, so this, this team that was much less talented but obviously you know, more experienced playing with uh, one another went down to IMG and beat them pretty good. So you know, that, that's my concern with IMG is these kids were, were mostly on different rosters last year you know, can they get it together and pull it together from day one and be a, a dominant team from day one? All high school teams improve throughout the season, uh, but I think IMG may be starting far ahead of teams in talent, but probably significantly behind other teams in terms of cohesiveness. So that's the question for them, and I, I love their coach, Kevin Wright. He's mm-hmm. been a tremendous coach at, at many different stops. So I think if there's anyone who can pull all those kids together, it's probably him. The one question mark at this point in terms of talent is their quarterback. They had Malik Henry, but he transferred out. I've heard a couple of uh, names in terms of kids who could be incoming and uh, would probably not be much of a drop-off at all from Malik Henry. So that remains to be seen. But, uh, yeah, it's just a matter of, you know, how well will these kids come together, you know, for their first game. A lot of chatter out there, obviously, uh, when it comes to the rankings. And, and someone actually wrote me when yours came out and said, are, are you going to have IMG in? And, you know, there's that debate because, like I said, it's more than just a private school. It's not a private Catholic school or whatever. Um, and any thoughts on that as you put it together? And I'm not trying to put you on the spot with it. I personally have a, you know, I'm not sure where I stand. I, I can argue both sides of the coin, and that's probably where you're going to go. But I'd love to get your take on IMG as a as a program that is in a national ranking situation given how it can get kids yeah well they uh you know they don't have postgraduate players and they're they're playing other high schools so for us it's you know we don't or at least i don't think i want to be in the position of making all these judgment calls on on every team's you know eligibility for our rankings Mm -hmm. um you know because all right, you know, IMG is private. There are a lot of private schools. They do things a little differently, perhaps, but, you know, do we really want to get into, you know, the, the minutia of how all these different teams operate? You know, what about public schools with open enrollment? Can they be, you know, ranked against regular public schools that don't have open enrollment and privates that have boundaries versus privates that don't have boundaries? <laughs> I think, uh, well said. You know, yeah, there's a lot of ways you can, you can uh, cut it and, and sort these teams, but... I think for right now we're comfortable, you know, with sort of an all-inclusive approach. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that. Steve Spiewak on the line. We're going to finish with the top ten here uh, and then just kind of wrap things up. But uh, always appreciate him taking a lot of time to get everybody educated on uh, what's going on uh, as we head into 2015. Uh, new team this year, but finished strong last year. They've been in the rankings before for you guys, and you have them at eight to start the season out of North Carolina, Mallard Creek, a team that uh, a program, I should say, that's been building and building and I, I think big things can happen for this team this year what do you what do you think obviously at eight you got a pretty good thought they're going to be good I think they're going to be great I think uh you know they won a state title last year and returned a bulk of their players you know led by quarterback James Smith who took over as a sophomore so you have a kid who's 
going on his third year as a varsity starter. Uh, they have most of their starters back from last year. On defense, they have linebacker Josh Brown, uh, sort of a prototypical size guy, 6'4", 220, committed to Florida State. Uh, they got a big offensive line. They got key impact transfers, uh, including Thad Moss, Randy Moss's son. So I think this is has the potential to be one of the best teams from North Carolina in a long time. It's just a matter of, you know, will they demonstrate that on the field? I think the town is there. The program has the track record. Let's, let's just see him do it now. And uh, third team from Florida uh, in the top ten, Flanagan, a, a, a program, a name we haven't seen in the rankings uh, this high before. So tell us a little bit about uh, why you think Flanagan's one of these uh, public schools out of Florida that can break through the, the cluster of talent down there. Flanagan has steadily improved under their head coach, Devin Bush. And, again, if we're trying to be predictive about what's going to happen this season, I really think this is the year that they take the leap and, and win a state title. Um, their defense is sort of similar to Central's. Uh, they just have playmakers everywhere. Um, their offense is, is definitely going to be good. they got a couple wide receiver transfers in, including Dredrick Snelson from American Heritage. So, I think the pieces are there. Um, I, I really believe in head coach Devin Bush, and I think that you know there's criticism of this team for for not having won in the past. Uh, you know, the school is is only 20 years old. It's it's not like it's been around for <laughs> for decades and decades. Um, you know, and I think that they have the talent, they have the coaching to make a big splash this year. And uh, I will certainly uh, admit if I'm wrong, if that doesn't happen, but. I feel pretty confident that they're going to be one of the country's best teams. Uh, you got to take that shot. That's part of the fun of doing this. Let's let's face it; it's a lot of work. So every so often, you want to have that nugget. We had South Panola in the preseason last year, and we looked like geniuses. And anyway, I I like doing that stuff. And this is all fun, folks. This is not meant to anger people. It's just kind of fun for everybody and get the chatter going. And it's all about promoting high school football. Steve Spiewak on the line for Max Preps. And with that, our audience doubles right now, Steve, as we go to number ten. And uh, your uh, national champs last year, ours. The the last two years under our algorithm the Allen Eagles are at number 10 as you said before no Kyler Murray it is a different day in in Texas except they've got a lot of talent still there so tell us about the Eagles yeah it's hard to imagine Allen not being among the country's best even without Kyler Murray I think the uh, transfer of, of quarterback Seth Green helped a lot but even without that you know they just have so many pieces at, at key spots. You know, they have a big offensive line. They got their running back back. They have Jalen Jones back in the secondary. Um, you know, they, they're just a program that has a tremendous number of kids and guys that are working their butts off for three years ready to take their spot on the varsity team, uh, you know, when they're seniors. And, and so I think we'll learn a lot of new names from this Allen team this year, you know, guys that, you know, maybe haven't been key playmakers in the past. But, you know, that's just how Allen operates. It's a huge program. They have tremendous community support. They have an outstanding head coach in Tom Westerberg. They have guys that are going to step up and make a difference. So, you know, I, I think that they're going to be you – know, there has to be a drop-off mm-hmm. because Kyler Murray was, was arguably the greatest Texas high school football player of all time, and he almost single-handedly carried that team at times over the last three years. So. Yep. Regression, regression, regression will be normal, uh, but you know I don't, I don't expect them to fall off too drastically. And I think a lot of people around Texas are, are looking for that and hoping this is the year Allen, 
you know, really struggled, or this is the year we finally beat Allen. I wouldn't, I wouldn't count on it. I think, uh, you know, I think a, a small step backward, but they're going to be, you know, a very, very difficult out when it comes to the playoffs. And, and from a public relations standpoint for myself here, um, I, I said Allen doubled in our audience there. I, I think at 11, we're going to have to go to 11, and then we'll kind of go a little bit more generic as we go through it. But Katie, uh, they've got a, a, a very fervent uh, fan base. They, they love their team down there, too. You've got them at number 11. Uh, is it, uh, let's see what, uh, Katie, Cedar Hill, part, I can't speak another language, for. <laughs> yeah, Katie is... Uh... You know, very, very uh, talented as always. I think their defense is going to be very good. I think this is a team that has been young in the past. You know, they had a lot of underclassmen playing in these state title games the last few years. Um, you know, they've just they've struggled against you know Cedar Hill the last couple seasons, and and that that's my only concern with Katie is they roll through a schedule that you know lacks the type of uh, you know team that they'll see from maybe the Dallas-Fort Worth area in the mm-hmm. state finals. So they're not playing a team like Cedar Hill in the regular season. But, uh, you know, that, that's the only concern with KD. I think some people believe they're the best team in the state of Texas, and I certain believe, certainly believe you can make that argument. But uh, I prefer going with DeSoto and Allen over KD, and, and I think we'll see KD playing for another state title, and, and we'll see where the chips fall. I agree. Steve Speedwag from Max Preps on the line. Go to maxpreps.com. Okay, we're going to loosen it up here. I'll just give uh, for the listeners the uh, 12 through 20 at 12 Ocean Lakes out of Virginia. Bingham, you mentioned them. Utah at 13. DeMatha from Maryland, 14. St. John Bosco, Southern California, 15. St. Thomas Aquinas, Florida, 16. Uh, Chandler, 17 out of Arizona, 18. Spartanburg out of South Carolina. Uh, Mainland from Florida at 19. And Manville from Texas at 20. Out of those names there, what are the teams, who are the teams that you're like, you know, these guys are going to be interesting. You know what, I'm going to make you start with Bingham, too, because everybody just keeps saying to me, you know, it's Utah. Yeah, they took Gorman to the overtime last year and all that, but start with Bingham and then tell me some of the things you like within that group we just mentioned. Well, Bingham got sort of a bad rap years ago when they went down to Texas and lost to Euless Trinity. Um, this was sort of, uh, you know, for people in Texas, it, it justified in their minds, uh, you know, not only the superiority of Texas high school football, but uh, the lack of prowess of Utah high school football. And, and it's just not a fair, mm-hmm. uh, you know, scarlet letter for Utah. You know, that was one game that Bingham lost. Um, it's a very, very, very good program. And I think they really demonstrated that after they won the state title last season in Utah's largest classification. They traveled to Miami and took Booker T to the wire. They ended up losing 34-28. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that game was practically a home game for Booker T. Washington. And, and had you played that at neutral, uh, a neutral site or in Utah, you gotta got to think Bingham perhaps maybe – would have come out on top, and that's against uh, you know, a Miami, uh, you know, Florida high school powerhouse. So, you know, the idea that Utah high school football can't stack up to other states, I think, is a little misguided. And I think Bingham has proved that, you know, at least for their program, they can hang with the big boys, and I think we'll see that again this season. 
I, I think you probably could run for a uh, mayor in one of uh, the cities there in Utah with that good <laughs> chamber of commerce president or something like that. Steve Spiewak on the line. Uh, again, I just you know, walked everybody 12 through 20. I'll just pick a couple of teams here for you. Uh, Spartanburg uh, championship last year. I had a chance to read your review and then check out their quarterback there. I, I, I'm kind of pumped about this team. It can definitely put some points on the board. Yeah, so they are uh, a team that you know is led by their head coach Christopher Miller, who was highly successful at Burns, and now he's taken over Spartanburg, and he's got them positioned for a really, really outstanding season. You mentioned the quarterback Austin Scott just had video game type numbers last year. Uh, you know, their running back is really the guy that gets a lot of the praise, KB and Feaster, but they have a number of weapons on offense, so I think. This is a team that is going to post a ton of points. I think their defense needs to improve from last year. I think that it was shaky at times, and if if Spartanburg is to reach its full potential in 2015, it's going to need more out of its defense. I think they might get it, but that remains to be seen. But regardless, it's going to be a fun team to watch. You know, Anytime you have the number one player at a position, and and Tavian Feaster is the number one running back in the country, it's definitely worth the price of admission to check him out. That's for sure. Uh, 21 through 25 as we come to a close here. Uh, Clay Chalkville from Alabama at 21. Archbishop Rummel from uh, Louisiana at 22. 23 Oxford from Mississippi, one of two teams here in the bottom part of the poll. Uh, 24 Bishop Amat from Southern California. And number 25 South Panola. Um, as a public service to uh, our back east roots, and, and you specifically from being New Jersey, uh, the New Jersey guy, uh, no uh, no big North United teams in there. Let's let's kind of give them a little pride. What, what is it? Is it just a situation they're all going to beat each other up again and they're all <laughs> extremely good and any given day could beat any of the top teams in the country? Well, I, I would first like to point out that uh, the big North did not win any state titles in 2014 <laughs> because – Red Bank Catholic beat uh, St. Joseph Regional in the playoffs there in non-public group three, and then my alma mater, St. <laughs> Peter Prep, defeated uh, Paramus Catholic in the state title game. But, no, you know, those, look, it's, it's a group of teams that are all very, very good. I think there's going to be more parity this season than perhaps there has been in years past. I think Paramus Catholic – is loaded with talent, and, and they're probably the team that most people look for. Uh, you know, why is it kind of Catholic rank? Well, you know, they had a, a weird coaching turnover. Chris Partridge left. They hired Blake Costanzo, and then he sort of stepped down, and, and they hired one of the assistants who was on staff with Partridge. Just an unusual turn of events, and I think that might have uh, provided a little awkwardness for them. I think they'll battle through it, and I think they'll be very good, but not completely comfortable with, with having them in the preseason top 25. Uh, you know, I, I certainly wouldn't be shocked to see them there during the season. Bergen Catholic with quarterback Garrett Guarantano, uh, another team that is in that mix and in that discussion. They're going to be very good. You know, Don Bosco Prep will be good. St. Joseph Regional will be good, but this didn't seem like one team stood out head and shoulders above the others in New Jersey, and, and perhaps that will hold true throughout the season, but, you know, there is a chance that 
you know, one team will emerge as, as a dominant team in that group. Kind of felt like Bill Dance there doing a little fishing. I was wondering if you'd take that bait and, and get the alma mater in there. You did a wonderful job. It was it was great. I set you up. I apologize for that. And then, as we always do at the end, uh, because it is so hard to come up with a top 25, there's some teams that obviously could be in there and will be there by the end of the year. Who are a, a couple of teams that people should take notice of that aren't in the early contenders poll but have a shot throughout the season to kind of make their way into the various polls? I think you start in Florida. There's a number of teams, uh, you know, that could be in that mix. We already mentioned Booker T. Washington. Uh, Miramar is another team that could be in that conversation. Um, Coconut Creek is, a, is another super talented team. Hallandale, there's a lot of teams that have the potential there uh, in the state of Florida. Uh, Southern California, I think, more of the same modern day, uh, particularly after the uh, transfers of the St. Brown brothers. That's a program that mm-hmm. definitely could be you know, in the top 25 discussion. I think Jason, Oklahoma is another team that will, will definitely warrant some consideration. Uh, I think St. Thomas Aquinas is ranked 16th. I think they're a team that <laughs> – We'll probably shoot up the rankings when we uh, when we adjust them as the season starts, based on the additions that they've uh, they've had to their roster. So, um, you know, it's it's just uh, trying to take stock of the whole landscape. And you know, there are certainly other teams in other states that I haven't mentioned that that could rise up. But that's uh, that's what the season is for because once the season gets going, our, our preseason rankings really don't count for much. Well, you uh, seem to be in midseason form. Uh, it always amazes me how uh, how quickly you can uh, get all this stuff. And, and again, folks, we don't rehearse at Steve Spiewak. You do a, a hell of a job with uh, with uh, your, your rankings and, and just coming on and being a friend of ours. Great intel for everybody that uh, is looking forward to 2015. I know you are. And thank you so much for uh, coming on the show and sharing with everybody. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Very welcome. Going to take a break. Coming back with more. You're listening to High School Football America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's instant replay sideline system to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com.
Field Turf rubber pellets be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. Listen up, football coaches. You need to check out a new scouting film solution called Crossover. That's Crossover with a K. Crossover Intelligence for Football gives you the edge you need to defeat your opponents. They not only break down and analyze scouting games for you, but they give you interactive tendency reports to diagnose your opponent's strengths and weaknesses. Crossover is your personal advanced scout, accessible from any mobile device or PC, and even integrates with your existing film platform like Huddle. Just transfer your scouting film from your existing video exchange service to the Crossover website, and in as little as 12 hours, your film will become completely indexed and tagged. Each play will become its own clip, allowing you to search the footage for anything you'd like. Their interactive down and distance reports will let you visualize your opponent's play calls in every situation or formation. Crossover Intelligence will give you the scouting edge you need to defeat your opponents. Go to crossover.com forward slash football to sign up for a quick five minute demo to see how it can work for your team. That's crossover with a K, crossover.com forward slash football. All right, time to wrap things up here on High School Football America. Hope everybody has a great 4th of July holiday weekend. If you haven't checked out High School Football America's new design, check it out. We have lots of stuff still going up over the holiday weekend. And we want to thank all of our sponsors on the show, Crossover and Echo and the TDI Razor folks. Don't forget to check out the coach's job board. Subscribe to the Two Minute Drill podcast or daily podcast. Lots of great things going to be rolled out over the month of July. I want to thank Steve Spiewak from Max Preps for joining us to take a look at his early contenders top 25, our top 25 with our uh, secret sauce algorithm coming out on August the 1st. Thanking Scott Z back in Ohio for keeping the show running so smoothly. Again, enjoy those hamburgers, hot dogs, whatever you're grilling this weekend. For now, this is Jeff Fisher saying good night and good sports from sunny Southern California. Happy 4th. We'll talk to you next week on High School Football America on the Artist First Radio Network.